What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Gumbo Mix. My name is D. Dwayne, and I'm about to make you some of my best gumbo filled with the greatest music from back in the day. There's no telling what you might hear in this gumbo, but every ingredient is important to the overall mix and is sure to please your musical palate. Let me turn the stove on and bring the heat up as you enjoy this batch of D. Dwayne's Gumbo Mix. Now, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've always been a big fan of the Jackson 5. I bought all their records, and in fact, I couldn't wait until they had a new record out. I wasn't the only one, though. Neither could the Osmonds. Now when I first heard One Bad Apple, I thought for sure it was the Jackson 5. I rushed down to the record store on my bike and bought it right away. When I got it home, my older brother asked me, why did you buy that record? And I told him I liked it. He said, that's just some white dudes trying to sound like the Jacksons. And I was like, who are the Osmonds? Anyway, I still liked the song and I wasn't sorry about buying it. But that was my first experience, my first encounter with the genre of blue-eyed soul. The term blue-eyed soul describes a white musician or artist who sounds black. Everybody knows that funk and soul music has inspired the world. I mean, there are some seriously funky musicians and artists in Japan. Funk and soul doesn't define a color or ethnic group. It describes a feeling, a vibe, a spirituality. And even though it has its roots in gospel, blues, and African-American culture, those roots have branched out all over the world, reaching and impacting many other cultures crossing religious and racial boundaries, and inspiring all kinds of people to write, sing, and play soul and funk music. Take our first ingredient in the gumbo mix. These guys are from Scotland. Yeah, I said Scotland. But Papa got a whole brand new set of bagpipes when it comes to the funkiness of the average white band. They formed in 1972, and they hooked up with Aretha Franklin's producer, Arif Martin, who's Turkish at Atlantic Records, and together they created some serious funk. Here's person to person on the Gumbo Mix.
Moving on from Scotland to London, England, next in the gumbo mix we have two tablespoons of an artist who gave Luther Vandross his big break. He was also one of the first white artists to perform on Soul Train. David Bowie always loved R&B and soul music as a child and he knew that one day he would try his hand at some funk. Reaching the number one spot on the Hot 100 in September of 1975 and co-written by John Lennon. Yep, I said John Lennon. Here's fame. My name is Dee Dwayne and you're listening to The Gumbo Mix.
This next group was born and raised on the soulful sound of Motown. Growing up in Philadelphia, the home of Philadelphia International Records and the TV dance show American Bandstand, Daryl Hall and John Oates had several different flavors of soul to enjoy and gravitate to. They loved and idolized the Temptations, and a lot of their sound and style was influenced by the soulful sounds of the day. In June of 1976, they scored their first top 10 hit, reaching number 4 on the Hot 100 chart. Here's Sarah Smile. Gumbo's looking pretty good, y'all. But now it's time to add a half a cup of a singer and multi-instrumentalist from Manhattan. He formed his first band at the age of 17 and took them out on the road. Bobby Caldwell was under pressure from his record label to produce a hit. Quickly and without much thought or rehearsal, he and his band recorded What You Won't Do For Love, which became a top 10 hit on both the pop and R&B charts. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Gumbo Mix. 
You're listening to the Gumbo Mix. My name is D. Dwayne right here on thehot12.com. You know, Tina Marie's soulful voice and writing style was greatly inspired by Smokey Robinson. In fact, she sounded so black that Motown president Barry Gordy suggested not to put her face on the cover of her first album. Mm-hmm. Here's Tina Marie as she explains. Mr. Gordy thought, he said, wow. He said, this music is so black. <laughs> he said, I don't think we should put her picture on the cover. I think that we should just let the music speak on its own merit. The second album, when they did put my picture on the uh, cover, the Lady T album, I've heard so many stories of people like, you know, running to the store to get the album cover. And one particular story, uh, a girl called her friend and was like, um, I came to buy this Tina Marie album and they made a mistake. And she was like, what, what do you mean? They made a mistake. She was like, she's this really pretty white lady on there, but, you know, this is not Tina Marie. And she said they made a mistake. She was like, no, that's that's Tina Marie. She was like, no, Tina Marie is a chocolate woman with sh with shells in her hair like Patrice Russian. And, um, you know, my skin is white, but I'm not looked at like that, you know. I'm a black entertainer and always have been. And... Um, I'm very, very proud of of my history and who I am. And so, you know, I didn't get played on a lot of white stations. You know, I only had one cr crossover record in my whole career. It's because of black people that I am who I am.
Time to add our old school spotlight to the mix. It's time to crank up the Wayback Machine. Our old school tribute spotlights a group that took the industry and most music buyers by surprise. Bill Medley and Bobby Hatfield adopted their name in 1962 while performing together in the Los Angeles area as part of a five-member group called the Paramours. 
At the end of one of the performances, a male audience member stood up and shouted, That was righteous, brothers! Prompting the pair to adopt the name as they embarked on their solo career. The Righteous Brothers were soulful and ahead of their time. And this song was written by Gary Goffin, Carol King, and produced by Phil Spector in 1965. Here's Just Once in My Life on the Gumbo Mix. There's a lot of things I want, a lot of things that I'd like to be. But girl, I don't foresee a rags to riches story for me. There's just one little dream I've got to make come true. There's just one heart I've got to win. I can't be a loser with you. And baby, baby, there's once in my life. Let me get what I want. Yeah, don't let me Cause I couldn't face the day If you weren't here by my side And if you went away Then I'd be left without any pride I've given up on schemes Cause everyone fell through I've given up so many things Just once in my life, let me get what I want, girl, don't let me 
1976 was the year for Bob Skaggs to reach the number three spot on the pop chart and number five on the R&B chart with a song that he calls an accident. Boss thought that there was no way his record label would release the song Low Down as a single. That is, until a radio DJ in Cleveland started playing the song straight off the album. The song caught on nationally and eventually was released as a single. It sold more than one million copies and would go on to win the Grammy Award for Best R&B Song of the Year. My name is Dee Dwayne and you're listening to The Gumbleman.
I'm trying to tell you, the gumbo is smelling good and simmering on the stove, y'all. But you know what? Long before the days of American Idol, there was a similar TV show called Star Search. Sam Harris went out on that stage and completely blew everybody away with his rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. His dynamic performance not only won him the grand championship on the show, but he also received a recording contract with Motown Records. Here's a half a cup of Sam Harris on The Gumble Mix. starting to get my point. Our next ingredient in the mix from England grew up on the music of Motown as her mother was a huge fan of the Supremes and played their music constantly. She names Barry White and Marvin Gaye as her biggest influences. In 1989, Lisa Stanfield recorded and released her first album for Arista Records and hit it big right off the bat. Her major hit and signature song, 
been around the world, went to number one worldwide, sold over a million copies, and topped the R&B charts as well.
allow me to bring this to your attention. A little music history lesson for you, okay? A large amount of the soul and R&B music from the 60s and the 1970s were performed, written, and produced by white studio musicians. Mm-hmm. Motown had the Funk Brothers, Stax had the MGs, and Atlantic Records had the Muscle Shoals Rhythm Section. Let's start with Motown. The Funk Brothers are considered one of the most successful groups of studio musicians in music history. They played on many Motown hits such as My Girl, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Baby Love, Sign Sealed Delivered, I'm Yours, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, The Tears of a Clown, and the list goes on and on and on. The name, The Funk Brothers, came from Motown session drummer Benny Benjamin. Benny was leaving the studio after a session, he paused on the steps and turned around and said to his fellow musicians, you are all the Funk Brothers. The band was then informally named. Moving on to Memphis, Stax Records was the home of Booker T and the MGs, who were the backup house band for artists such as Otis Redding, Rufus Thomas, The Barquets, Carla Thomas, Isaac Hayes, and many more. In those days, recording sessions were run strictly by the clock, and there was a strict separation between studio musicians and the control room production staff. At Stax, sessions ran as long as was needed. The musicians moved freely between the control room and the studio floor. Everybody was free to make suggestions and contributions as they worked up what became known as head arrangements. None of the musicians' parts were written down. Everything was right off the top of the head and nothing was worked out in advance. This allowed the creative process to flow freely and believe me, the funk and soul in those sessions came forth as well. Atlantic Records based in New York heard about this process and loved the music so much to the point that they agreed to manufacture and distribute the records for Stax. Over the next five years, Stax and Atlantic enjoyed a tremendous run of success and many of Atlantic's artists were sent to Memphis to record. Among the many hits recorded at Stax between 1963 and 1967 were Rufus Thomas's Walking the Dog, Otis Redding's Respect and Try a Little Tenderness, Eddie Floyd's Knock on Wood, and the Barcase Soul Finger. Sam and Dave were signed to Atlantic but recorded at Stax with the Stax Band and the writing team of Isaac Hayes and David Porter. Together they scored 8 consecutive R&B Top 20 hits including You Don't Know Like I Know, Hold On I'm Coming, When Something Is Wrong With My Baby, Soul Man, and I Thank You. Mm -hmm. Wilson Pickett scored too with Midnight Hour, 6345789, Land of a Thousand Dances, Mustang Sally, Funky Broadway, and I'm In Love. In early 1966, however, Stax owner Jim Stewart banned all non-Stax productions from the studio. So, Atlantic began using other Southern studios, notably Rick Hall's Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Wilson Pickett was worried, upset, and then surprised until he learned that these Southern white studio musicians could actually play and produce funk and soul music. It was an eye-opener for him, and a lesson well learned. Muscle Shoals is the largest city in Coburg County, Alabama, and since the 1960s, the city has been known for the Muscle Shoals sound, as local recording studios produce hit records that shape the history of popular music. Songwriter and record producer Rick Hall had no problem convincing Wilson Pickett that he and his studio musicians, the Muscle Shoals Rhythm Section, also mostly white, could handle the job and bring the funk. They went on to record major hit records not only for Wilson Pickett, but also for James and Bobby Purify, Aretha Franklin, Clarence Carter, Otis Redding, and Etta James. 
George Jackson, one of the writers at Rick Hall's famed recording studio, came up with the song that he had written originally with the Jackson 5 in mind. The Osmonds visited Fame Studio in 1970, heard the song, liked it, and recorded One Bad Apple right then and there. And it became the Osmonds' first hit. Now isn't that ironic? Now on a side note, Donny Osmond has been quoted to say that Michael Jackson told him that the Jacksons were offered the song One Bad Apple long before they were, but they decided to record ABC instead. Let's get back to the gumbo. Now, I don't usually do this, but I'm not going to tell you who our next artist is until the song is finished. You can try to guess if you want to, but I think you're going to be surprised when you find out. You'll most likely recognize the song, though. It was a major hit for the group Rolls Royce. Here's Love Don't Live Here Anymore on The Gumbo Mix.
That's one of my favorite versions of that song. Do you have any idea who the artist is? Come on now, take a guess. Hmm, that's what I thought. Recorded in 1984, that was Madonna. It was Madonna. Are you surprised? I got you on that one, hun. I know I did. Yes, I did. This next group is one of the funkiest bands of all time. They also happen to be one of my favorite funk bands. Coming out of Oakland, California, Tower of Power has been bringing the funk for real since 1968. Their style and approach to funk music is different. Mixed with precise horn syncopation, jazz and Latin rhythms, a true devotion to old school R&B, Tower of Power has created and developed a distinct brand of funk exclusive only to them. Here's one of their biggest hits, What Is Hip on the Gumbo Mix. Let's go. 
Now, you know, there are so many artists that we would have liked to include in this Gumble Mix, but we just didn't have the time to put them in. To name a few, there's Michael Bolton, Christina Aguilera, Joss Stone, John B., Michael McDonald, Janis Joplin, and I can't forget Lydia Pence and Cold Blood. And I'm sure there's a long list of others not mentioned. True funk and soul music takes more than good musicianship or vocal talent. You have to be gifted and be able to convey a feeling and an emotion to the listener. It's not a black or a white thing. It's a funk and a soul thing. And either you got it or you don't. My name is D. Dwayne and I want to thank you for joining me for some gumbo. It's always chunky and most definitely funky. The Gumbo Mix is produced by Melody Productions as we encourage you to join us again. Bring all your folks and friends in for some too. We'd love to hear from you, so hit me up at D-Man. That's the D as in Dwayne, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, and N as in Nancy. The D-Man 524 at Hotmail.com and I will hit you right back. Thanks again for listening to The Gumbo Mix.